This is the Halftime Oranges podcast, brought to you by Keegs and Dickie. Welcome to today's episode of uh, Halftime Oranges. I'm here, just me and Dickie today. Um, sort of a little share, a little, I don't know, I don't know if you're about to hear this very well, Dickie, or all the listeners, but um, it's a little silly. Yeah, it's could, you, could you hear that at all? Yeah, I can hear the mouse of chance in the background. Yeah, I just thought that was quite relevant. For those that aren't watching and that are listening on Spotify, I'm, I'm actually here tonight in my uh, Munster rugby jersey gifted to me by the boys back in Ireland. Um, I just thought I'd throw that in there early doors considering Munster bit the Crusaders, who Dickie uh, is a proud supporter of. Um, on that, Dickie, because you are such a, or you claim to be such an Irish person, are you now a Munster supporter? After that result, I just had to just have to throw the question out there. Uh, Munster was always my Irish club, um, always has been. But um, <laughs> obviously, when they come against the Mighty Crusaders, I was cheering for the Crusaders. It was um, pretty sick, actually, down in Cork. Um, 41,000 attended. And um, yep. I can't remember the name of the stadium. It was sort of, I don't know. I don't know if it was Irish or had a bit of it's a, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's a Gaelic Yeah. Um, but they had terraces at either end, so sort of standing like the old Carisbrook at either end packed in like sardines. That was sort of quite cool though. And then seated on either side. And um it was a main atmosphere, yeah. They were singing Fields of Athenry, which is what they're renowned for doing. And then a bit of zombie played a little bit at half time and at the end of the game they got around there as they as the Irish have been of late. Um, but it was good. It was main atmosphere, main stadium. Pre-game was main. Um, just touching on that Munster kit, it seems as though everyone, every Irish person attending that game had some sort of Munster kit, which was actually sick. Um, yeah. It'd be better if we did that back home, but we don't really do that. I know, it's, it is interesting having... When I lived there, bloody hell, you, even if you just rocked up to the gym, there'd be like a good, there could be like f- 10 of you in there and at least two or three of the boys would be in some sort of Munster kit, let alone at rugby trainings and at least half a squad. It's like, it's like back home, we're too proud to go out and buy it and wear it, you know? Mm. Like you just never catch the boys doing that. Yeah, which is a bit, a bit, a bit disappointing. Um, but it was, yeah, it was a hell of a game. Wow, actually wasn't really a hell of a game. It was it was close to the end, but um, Munster looked pretty slick in aspects, and um, the Saders obviously were a little bit rust. Well, not rusty, but just like easing into things. First game, of, first actual hit out of the season, so which was to be expected. But um, yeah, yeah, and no, yeah, it was a couple of good highlights. But apart from that, it was sort of a lot of a lot of code was sort of played in between the two forties. Um, just sort of trying to trying to go places, but didn't really go anywhere to be honest. Yeah, I just watched the highlights of that because I was I was elsewhere. I couldn't watch the game, but um, yeah, it didn't look like a 
it was a couple of nice tries scored, really. But um, I mean, the crew scored an absolute classic. I think just before half time. Yeah, that was a beauty. Mitch Drummond dotted down. Yeah, that was, that was just a classic NZ try. I think like NZ footy at its best, running from their own like thirty. Boys just um, there to back up, finish off. Like, that was a beauty. Um, I did see a couple, couple points just looking at the highlights. Uh, shock, Lee Halfpenny goes down injured after about, I don't know, what was it like 25, 30 minutes, left left the ground in a sling. So I thought it was actually, I thought it was actually earlier than that. Um, but yeah, I'm not too sure on the actual timing, but it seemed to be a bit earlier. But I'll tell you what. He did look bloody good. I thought um, he had probably two touches from the back, and he looked pretty good on his feet and pretty still pretty quick. And then um, play continued, and he got he, he was walking off on the back back end of my, our trial line, and we saw him holding his shoulder and in, in his shirt, just going ah, cheap as I guess that's a sort of rush you run, I guess, with older players. But I still think he's got a bit of value there, so I don't think it's a horrific sign. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I was still still shocked when they did sign him. I mean, the man's thirty five, but fair dinkum if you if you're saying that he's still still look pretty sharp out there, it'll be hopefully for his sake and uh, not a bad injury. But I know he has had a bit of a bit of a run with injuries recently. Yeah, yeah, I probably had a few few takeaways from that game. One being that mm-hmm. um, the Crusaders, even though they've lost, will still be epic again. Um, just had to, just had to, just have to. Obviously, it was a big game because they hadn't played. I don't know if they played each other before at all. I don't think they had, but they played for a cup, for a title. So you don't know when you're going to win that again. So there was, you could definitely tell that was on the line. Um, and it almost seemed like there was a gentleman's agreement not to take shots at goal, which is good to see, considering it was pre preseason for the Crusaders, which you you never do in preseason as it was. Um. Yeah, a few points for me was that Crusaders will be dominant again, obviously missing like when you think they've still got like Braden in or Sevy Reese. Fergus Burke will come back into the fold. I think he's back in about April, May. Um, will Jordan wasn't there, David Hudbilly wasn't there. Um, and that's just to name a few, really. Two hookers, there's Brody McAllister, Cody Taylor, they went there, so Zach Gallagher in the locks as well. So there's a lot of cavalry that was missing, so I think come round one against the Chiefs we should be pretty fine. Is Cody still hanging around? Is he still? Yeah, I believe he's still. I believe he's still on contract. Yeah. Oh shit! It's my understanding. Yeah, I, yeah. It was. It was always going to be a tough game for the Crewies in that regard. Like both sides were without their internationals, but uh, obviously Munster are over halfway through their season, so they're a, they're a well-oiled machine at the moment. And obviously Crewies first hit out. So I was actually. You know, pretty good effort from the Crusaders, to be fair, and they'd only they'd only been in the country for probably less than a week, um, and it's fuck a lot of new players, a lot of a lot of inexperience. Um, so yeah, not a bad performance from them, really. Not bad at all. I think the big question will be until well, obviously, I th- well, I think it was probably easy to assume that Fergus Burke would be the starting team coming out of that Canterbury season had he not torn his Achilles but or ruptured or I don't know yeah. how to play tier but he's obviously not back till um, April I should say May 
be interesting to see who sort of takes command of that 10 jersey out of uh, Kamara and um, and Rayana. I thought, even though it was pre-season, there was a bit oh, of pain. Did you mean Kimura? Kimura, sorry. Yeah, my bad. Sorry, I just said I was. Oh, I was in my mind trying to trying to pronounce the first name correctly, and I thought, oh, I might butcher that, so I go for the last name, and I've still butchered it. So, apologies, apologies to to him, to him. Um, but it'll be interesting to see who takes over that ten duty and sort of runs a cutter. Um, whether or not Harvilly even potentially slots into into ten, I wonder if they've talked about that. But um, oh yeah, it's... yeah. Rahan, I see slotted a finger really actually. Yeah, what? That's right. Carry on. No, no, you, you carry on, carry on. I was just going to say, slotted a pretty clutch goal from, and there's a bit of pressure on, it was 21-12, where just Dallas McLeod had just scored probably an absolute beauty. It was an absolute beauty of a try for the Saders in the corner. And um, he slotted the conversion from the sideline to make it 21-14. And then, unfortunately, he hooked the last kick, but... I think he got done by a bit of pressure from the um, from the charge from the charging people because boy, three of them got pretty close to just charging it down like on the spot. So I reckon if he'd maybe taken it back a extra five meters, he might have slotted it. But that is what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. That that uh, David Harvey option, fucking probably not a bad call to be fair. Because I think it's out there. Well, to be honest, yeah, it, like Dallas played pretty well as well. I thought McLeod, he he, he went to not too bad. So you keep him at him at twelve, Armour at thirteen. Um, yeah, that's not a bad call at all, at all. Uh, yeah, well, I think he's played a bit there for um for the Tasman Marco, but um, I, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I don't think actually thinking now. I don't think the I said Rainier or earlier about for the Crusaders, but he tore his ACL, so I don't think he'll probably be out for the majority of the um, majority of the super season. So that'll be a bit of a loss in the the midfield stocks. But the outside's a stat. You do that in the World Cup? No, he did that in the Dunedin Test against Australia. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, but the midfield. Well, the outside's a stat for the Saders. Geez, Macca Springer's going to be. Absolutely epic, I reckon that kid is quick. He looks big fan. Uh, yeah, I like that. That man has got pace. Yeah, big fan of him. He's good. But they've got obviously him, Sebi Reese to come back, Will Jordan, um, Shay Fiaki, Manasa Matali didn't even play on the weekend. Um, yeah. And then they've got another couple of young guns. Um, who I wasn't too sure of, but one came on for half penny at one stage, but I, I couldn't see the numbers. Um, so they're stacked in the um, outside, so it'll be interesting to see if someone has to push into to cover a bit of midfield as the season goes on. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. If Fihaki actually, he looked good as well too in that game, just from the bits that I saw. He's a big unit. Yeah, he's definitely a big unit. Yeah, but, and he's quick too. Like he, he put the foot down and could be going right past you. Um, yeah, yeah. Actually, and then the Ford going back or Dallas McLeod. Mm. Going back to Dallas, he actually—I don't know if you saw, but if you—if you also highlight, he got bullied by Gavin Coombs twice on the line, pick and goes, back-to-back tries for for Coombs. Dallas just got no, I didn't, bullied. no chance. I didn't see that actually. 
I didn't have the chance. It was didn't re didn't re rewatch the highlights, but um, it was quite hard to see. Yeah, it was hard to see some of the some of the action depending on where it was at what end of the field. But nah, I didn't see that. But um, well, but were you in these hobbies? Yeah, we're in the terraces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, me and my um friend I was with was he was putting away a few beers and um shouting out quite a lot. That's the friend I'm thinking of. It doesn't sound like him at all. No, it doesn't. So uh, it was good fun. It was good fun. Oh, that's good. I did actually see um, fuck, Big Dom Gardner got into a little bit of space. And he fucking man showed a little bit of toe there too, actually. Yeah, Big DG. He so he made, he, yeah, he, he made like a little break through an offload and it, um, it was knocked on, but fucking hell, I thought for a second, gone rid of the 21s, put put the old mould in and decided to put the hammer down. Yeah, no, DG, DG looked good, eh? Fuck, he was looking big out there. Um, yeah, hey, well that, that break was right down our, right in front of our sort of corner. I think it got called back for potentially being in touch, which just didn't look to be the right call. Um, and then he, I think he, he got into a bit of space as well, but it got called back as well. It might have been off loose pill, but um, yeah, he did look like he had a bit of pace. I think he must have been just watching that Rico Ioani um, tri-saber over the preseason before hitting the speed ladders and stuff, just really flying up. But no, he looked good. He looked real good, actually. I wouldn't be surprised if he has a, um, he has a big season um, pushing for that six jumper, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Should be interesting. Real interesting. Mm-hmm. Moving into other games that were played, if we stick, stick with Super Rugby... Um, Chiefs. Obviously, it is this cross co or cross border uh, rugby happening. Um, Chiefs have gone down thirty eight fourteen to uh, the Wild Knights. Yeah, that was the old thing I would have thought. Yeah, I only watched the highlights of that game, but um, yeah, you'd, you'd consider it to be an upset. I know what Josh Duani played. He sort of scored a bit of a fortunatus, fortu- I don't know how to say that word, but you know what I mean. Um, sort of try in the easy half, which which sort of made the scoreboard look a little bit better. But yeah, they were sort of done um, by the Japanese, weren't they? Yeah, the, it was almost like they were just, well, rough time. We were discussing this just before. The refs very interpretate the uh, rucks quite different over in Japan. Sorry, what was that? I was just saying we were, we were discussing just before. No, nah, no, nah, nah. What was that? The, um, what was that? What was that word you said? Are uh, they interpretate? Yeah, yeah, that's not a word. They, not. they interpret. They interpret. They interpret is a word. Apologies. Um, it's all right. I just thought. Sorry, sorry but I'm just. I just said. Just getting confused. Oh. I've just got too much Italian going on in my head right now. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. We hate it in a bit. Italian. Get to that in a bit, but I um, yeah, sorry, I just thought I heard something a bit off. Yeah, no, that's fine, mate. That's fine. I appreciate that. Um, anyways, they interpret the rucks a little bit different. Um, 
boys flying, pretty much, pretty much go flying and straight off their feet, trying to pill for the ball, mm. clearly slowing it down. And the refs are just like playing on. Don't even say anything. Don't even say, don't say anything to the player that's gone and off their feet. And then the player will go and off their feet, get the ball and it's a turnover. Mm, yeah, no, I did. Yeah, I did notice in the highlights, Xavier Rowe, pretty much all the highlights. Well, yeah, a lot of it. Xavier Rowe was just blowing up at the referee about them just killing the ball the whole time. And I was, um, let's just say I was in agreement with him on some of the calls on the highlights. But um, yeah, there's seven that Jeff, there's seven got a couple of pilfers. He didn't look like he was um, fully Japanese, but. Um, he got a couple of pilfers against the Chiefs. He went all right. Can't remember who it was there, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. It's, yeah. Chiefs is sort of a... Their forward pack wasn't bad, to be honest. Um, and, well, from the bits that I saw, it almost looked like the forward pack got a little bit bullied at times. Like, I know I know the Jap boys can be pretty big, pretty physical. But, um, and then they had... Chiefs had quite a young, quite an inexperienced back line, to be honest. As you said, Joshuani was there. He didn't play very flash, in my opinion. Um, midfield was probably midfield was good. Um, Tupai was back. Paul Heppy was in there. But then the the outsides were pretty pretty uh, pretty fresh, pretty fresh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Got to see Quintupai back on the pitch after that um, horrific knee injury that sort of got swept under the rug. By um, the judicial committee. Mm, no strapping tape on the knee either. That's always a, that's a good sign, I reckon. You know, when you come up, especially an injury like that, and you're coming back, no strapping on the knee. Must be feeling good. Man's back with a bit of confidence. Jeez, he must have some bloody, he must have quite a, quite a good, um, bit of mental strength on him. Because any little niggle, I'm always just like, just fucking put some strapping tape on it. And then your brain, I reckon your brain just sort of thinks, yeah. I don't know, mental thing feels a bit better. But if he's got no strapping tape on it, he must be, geez, he must be feeling bloody, bloody great. Well, if I was anyone listening, I probably wouldn't take any advice from you anyways. But, um, well, I sort of think the opposite anyways. I feel that unless the niggle is real bad and it does need strapping, I sort of think if I put a little bit of strapping on it, it's like, fuck. I know that that's weak sort of thing. So I'd rather just almost go with that. All right. Okay. Uh, we can, yeah. They'd put that to the listeners, whether or not they think stripping tape is good for the mind or not. I reckon it is personally. Mm. Yeah. That is, yeah, that is a good question to the listeners. Quite a mixed bass, I reckon. But good to see him back out there. Yeah, but Chiefs going down pretty heavily, Studio 14. Um you mentioned that Robbie Deans had a few comments um, about the fixture. Yeah, he sort of he sort of just came out. I don't know whether it was before or after the game. Um, just sort of complaining about why his team is having to play a Super Rugby team that isn't stacked with the Chiefs that isn't stacked without All Blacks in the middle of their season. Um, because obviously, yeah, Japan's probably about halfway through their season right now. Um, which I, I just found an interesting comment when that's an interesting comment when that's um, when he's gone out and played Lou Diaga, Damian Delende, and Marika Corbetti, which obviously would be three of his star players. Um, if you're complaining about that, why don't you play a B team? Because that's basically what the, uh, what the Chiefs did, you know, 
I just found that yeah. it's very like very selfish comment to make. Um, like I think it's pretty cool that we've sent teams over to Japan and over over to the UK and stuff, just to give a different, just let people watch something different. I know Japan. Japan comp not is exciting, but it's still like something different, especially preseason. Like, fuck, why not? It's like it's pretty cool. It's growing the game globally, you know. And you've got some hero, Robbie Dean's coming, saying shit like that. But actions are showing otherwise, anyways. So it was just interesting. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the. Um, I was a big fan of the Munster Crusaders clash because that's essentially like a world challenge sort of almost sort of fixture compared like similar to rugby league obviously rugby league mm. those teams usually play their full strength sides and try and win that game but i mean that could be no different it's quite tough with scheduling and um all that all that sort of logistics but it'd be good to i reckon it'd be a good good thing to sort of start like a a club world challenge well, between the URC and Super Rugby anyway. Um, yeah. It'd be good to have an annual fixture of the winner playing the winner. Yeah. And then you just go, well, you can't really go. It'd have to always be in the Northern Hemisphere is the only thing. Yeah. It's, which isn't a bad thing because if you're going to get 31,000 to a crowd in Cork, you're, not, you're probably going to get fucking... Six and a half thousand to Orange Theory. That shit looks of a stadium. Plus the uh, the atmosphere and stuff is just so much better over there, or all over on the side of the world. Eh? Like the chants and stuff. Like you, you don't get anything like that back home at all. Yeah. See, what I was reckoning is you need to. They need to bring. The zoo's probably got the best atmosphere in the competition, and um, they've got that one stand where the students just get loose, which is. Epic to say. Yeah, that's the only reason is because all the students are absolutely hooped and don't even remember the game, anyways. But we, um, I used to be involved in a club. It was called Cantabs at University of Canterbury. Hopefully, it's still going. I think it's still going hard. Mm. And there was a Crusaders supporters army, right? And so we used to organise. We used to get cheap tickets for the students and then organise buses and stuff. And we'd go to maybe two, maybe three games a year. And they'd just put us in this like little stand. They put us in the little stand at one of the ends, and it was sort of, it was pretty shit viewing. But like everyone was just hooped and trying to get, trying to make a bit of an atmosphere. But I reckon what they need to do is, um, they've got a Tui stand there currently, which is one of the end stands, and then the other ends usually doesn't have a stand in it at all. It's only got like five seats in it, five like seats up. I just need to make that too, like that in stand, just an R18 zone and make it like a, just where, because everyone just loves to, some, like, people will love to just get in there and get hurt, but the way it is nowadays with, like, red badge and mm. everything like that, you can't really get in. It just takes away from the atmosphere, but get a few larrikins all on the one stand. I reckon that would give a real bit of, you know, a bit of on factor. Yeah. Outside of Dunedin, yeah. 100%. Yeah, they're just, well, they're, they're needed so good because they, obviously they have that stand and then for a week, you can you pay like $40 and it gets you like all five home games or whatever. Like yeah, eight's chip. Yeah, that's... Uh, like 10 bucks a game. And that's, and they, and, and everyone, everyone does it as well. So like, that's why it's, that's why it's so good. 
and why they so they should really just do that like in even in like Westpac you set up a little party ground and Oh, Westpac's different. Westpac's a different like. Westpac's a different base though. Have you watched footy in that stadium? Yeah, I have. I have. It's pretty unpleasant viewing. Like you're miles away. Miles away. It's too far away. That's a terrible state. I don't know why they're playing. They're playing Argentina there, and then I think they're playing. I think they're playing the second Blennerslow there against Australia. They've got, I don't know why they don't send more tests to Forsyth Bar. I would have thought, um, I would have thought it would go Eden, Forsyth Bar, FMG, Westpac for our stadiums. But it seems to me that they rank them as Eden Park, Westpac, and even Forsyth and FMG on the same level. Regarding well, they, they must purely just be ranking it on capacity-wise, though. Wouldn't it be any... Yeah, but Forsyth... Mm. I think Forsyth holds 30,000. When I guess that's when, when both stands are in, though. Don't they take one stand down at one end sometimes? Yeah, well, it's never up unless there's a, like an old yes. test or maybe a Super Rugby final or something, yeah. yeah. But see, you just put it up and you'd have 30,000 down there because everyone from Christchurch goes down because you don't get any test footy in the South Island. Yeah, that's a good point, yeah. So that game always, and it's going to be always sell out. Oh, it's unreal down there. Bit of bit atmosphere. It's inside, so indoors. Good pick. Mm. Yeah. And then Westpac's just, ah, oh, just. Well, Westpac's capacity, I'm pretty sure, is just under forty thousand. So, I guess you're losing. You're probably losing eight to ten thousand seats, but. Which is a bit of not worth it. It's a bit of coin. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's a bit of coin, but fuck. Yeah, I don't know. I just disagree. Yeah, we back at the footy stadium. Yeah, the problem in NZ is that we've we've built stadiums for multi-purpose. But like Westpac, oh, I don't know. We can be a rugby stadium, but like, what Westpac should have? Like it shouldn't be there for like for rugby. Just off the way it's built, you know. Um, it looks as though Westpac was built in '99. Um, obviously the multi-purpose, which was a fuck up, complete fuck up. Um, yeah, because they've got the basin as their cricket ground. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Ah, uh, but the basin obviously that can't hold World Cup caliber games when like the twenty fifteen World Cup was there. They had Eden Park and Westpac were pretty much the two grounds. Well, they were the grounds they used for the cricket for our home games. Yeah. But it was a bulls up having um have, they have the basin as well, pretty much the cricket ground only, and then they've got the Westpac, which is circular for rugby. Ridiculous. Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. That's great, great stuff, isn't it? Great stuff. Yeah. Oh, well, enough of slagging off um, Westpac. Mm. Yeah. Um, we had Blues played Sun Goliath uh, and won 43-7. Yeah. They just, they dominated them, really. Sun Goliath's not a bad squad in the Japan League, really. Like, I think they're, like, third on the table. 
Um, and just sort of blew them off the park. Backs are razzly. Backs are very razzly and silky. They look good, to be honest. Blues blues look good, mate. I'll tell you what. Boys boys going to take a chip out this year, I think. I don't blues, yeah, buddy. I don't think they will at all. Of, um, you know, thinking about the Blues, thought about it a little bit, actually, with sort of a few departing All Blacks from the Crusaders and who might challenge us. Mm. Um, yeah, and you just, yeah, I think it just comes down to Auckland as, as a people, as a population up there. Um, you know an Aucklander when you meet an Aucklander. If you're not from Auckland, you can just tell they're from Auckland. Um, certain mannerisms. Yeah, that's And um, I think good characters off the pitch usually make good um, footy players on it. So it's a, it's a, um, it's a saying that's been said for years. And quite frankly, I think Auckland people aren't great people. Um, they're not great characters. And um, it shows on the pitch that they're not very good at, um, at footy and they're not very good when they're tough. When the tough gets going, the Blues definitely, um, they definitely don't. Um, and it's shown in their recent playoff appearances. The Crusaders beat them at home when they were probably Blues were favourites. They got thumped um, down at Christchurch last year, blown off the park. Mm -hmm. um, they're just not cut out for it. I don't know why. They probably got away with it in the 90s when they won their couple chips in, in 2003. But um, times have changed. It's a weak population up there. They don't have the ticker. They don't have the character. And um, they're not good people. So I don't think they'll win a total any type thing. I think definitely valid points. Um, I think the Blues have become a lot, more sh a lot stronger in character in the last couple of years. We're just building into a good year. I I can't. I don't even think I see the Crusaders being in the final, anyways. Um, and whether or not you're attacking the Blues a little bit more because you think that could be a reality as well, and you you just hate to see the the Blues win, uh, the Blues toppling the Crusaders. But yeah, it'll be it'll be an interesting super season this year. Actually, might be a bit more entertaining for those non Crusaders supporters. Oh, you mean it'll be a little bit closer? Is that what you're saying? Because Crusaders pretty much roll everyone. They f when they feel like rolling someone, they'll roll them. That sort of carry on. Well, yes and no, I guess. Yes and no. Look, you've had your moment, mate. You, you guys have had your years, multiple years. I'll give you that. Do you mean, so do you mean, see, so do you mean 98, 99, 2000, um, 2005, 2006, 2008, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022, and 2023. Are those the years you're referring to? 2020, that is wrong, actually. Well, we won the, we won the initial one. We were undefeated. No, it depends how you do it. Maybe it we won. won. No, yeah, but it was the year it was done on a ridiculous system where we somehow didn't qualify after going unbeaten. We missed out on bonus points or some fucking bullshit. And then the Blues played the, the um, Pacific final instead or something. But we won the New Zealand Yeah, and the Blues won. 
yeah, they won a nothing game against some Australian team. Hey, Blues, Blues won Super Rugby Aotearoa, I believe. No, they didn't. They did not. I'll tell you now, they didn't. They didn't, mate. Well, you just they won the... Was here. No. Well, let's right, should we move on? 2020 out of the equation. Should we move on? Yes, happy days. Um, Land has played Moana, 36-28. I, I don't even think we could watch that, to be honest. Um, played down in Queenstown, classic preseason game for the Landers. And then Hurricanes didn't play. I just actually, I wanted to get your thoughts. I'm pretty sure, well, yeah. So obviously, month uh, Crusaders played Munster. They play Bristol Bears, I believe, this weekend, and then fly back to NZ. Yes. Uh, the the Chiefs and the Blues are both playing another game in Japan, uh, and then come back, and then I think it's maybe maybe Moana are playing the Hurricanes this weekend, and then they have another preseason game after that. Um. Boys are going three preseason games in a row for three weeks and then going straight into the season, super season. I just thought, I just thought that was going to be yeah. interesting, to be honest. No, I was I was thinking that, I don't know, yeah, I was... Um, I was thinking that as well because we, I guess when you come back, you're going to have a little bit of fatigue and jet lag from travelling to Europe and back and then you've probably only got like 12 days or 14 days or to sort of prepare before you get your first game whether or not that affects the teams that have left New Zealand for pre-season or not but I mean I'd expect them to be flying first business class or premium economy I would assume um, which does help your travel um, and they'll have all the, the fitness people trying to line them up for not letting them go to sleep and stuff when they land, so they get through the jet there quicker and stuff like that. But, um, I'll, yeah, I'll be interested to see if those teams actually if it affects them or if they play play a little bit, um, a little bit more sluggish in the opening rounds. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't say so. They're all professional. Mm, yeah, like I, I agree, they're all professionals. But I still, I'm just surprised they're going. So like, they boys got a game this weekend, right? And then it's. The 23rd of Feb is the first round of, of Super. Yeah. They play this weekend, last preseason round, then next week they're straight into the season. Like, they're going, they're going two weeks in a row preseason, then, then straight into straight into footy. I just find, um, like, in Super's a, you know, Super Rugby is a pretty fucking in, in, intense season. And I know they've got big squads for preseason and whatnot, but like, Still, boys, I thought they might give the boys a week off sort of thing before getting into it, but... Um, no, nah, not a chance. Sure, so. Not a chance. Hey, just going back to that Blues title, I just had to do a bit of research there um, just to confirm a few things. Um, so it was actually 2021 Super Rugby season. Um, and what's happened there is... Um, what's happened there is the Crusaders have won Super Rugby Aotearoa because we did a super rugby season and then a, and they had an Australian season. And then I believe 
we went to the Super Rugby Trans-Tasman. And if I remember correctly, there was an outbreak of COVID um, in June of 2021 that sent New Zealand back into lockdown. And so what's happened is Crusaders have won um, Super Rugby Aotearoa comfortably by eight points. And then there's been five games played between all teams, 10 teams in Super Rugby Trans-Tasman. And from my understanding, from my memory, it's been cut short due to COVID. And the Blues, the Highlanders and Crusaders have all finished on five wins from five games, all on 23 points. And the Blues have won uh, that title on points differential without playing a final. So, I mean, yeah, that'll be a typical Blues supporter trying to claim that as a legitimate title, which is fine. Go for it if you need to. Um, the title, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, well, that can be argued. I mean, look at the 2019 World Cup. They didn't. We didn't. We didn't lose. We just didn't win. Okay. Yeah. Right. And that's factual. That's factual for this. That's factual in all in all regards. Um. Mm-hmm. But yeah, should we go and talk about the Six Nations? I watched that French Irish game all weekend. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, what was your take on that one, buddy? Um, the Irish looked outst- outstanding. Um, I thought Big Doris, um, at number eight for Ireland. Um, mm. he's a hell of a player. He is a good player, man. Um, and. Who else played well? I thought the winger, the winger on debut, Calvin Nash for Ireland. Yeah, yeah, he was good. Yeah, he played quite well on the, on his debut, and then um, Hugo King the lock I up uh, number four. McCarthy went quite well on debut as well. Yeah, Hugo was solid at the back. Um, they were all pretty good, to be honest. Um, yeah, they Crowley at ten wasn't. Probably wasn't. He was all good. Yeah, I'd say I'd probably give him like a six and a half out of ten. He probably had a mm. couple of aimless kicks and stuff, but um, yeah, geez, that Irish side—that's fucking good side, really. Not a lot's changed apart from essentially Crowley coming in at um at ten for sixteen, but the train just kept on rolling. <clears throat> yeah, they look good. I mean, the French had—I think they had the the. Well, one guy got two yellow cards. I think it was in the eleventh minute, and then maybe in like the thirtieth. Yeah, Valim. They played Valim, so I don't know. But yeah, I believe that's how you pronounce it. Um, yeah, like so, they played what? Uh, would have been what sixty minutes with fourteen men. Um, that might have even been seventy. But anyways. They, um, the Irish still fucking dominated them, really, regardless, regardless of being a man down. Well, that, that, um, both deserve to be, like, his first yellow card, all bad, it was a clean out, things are fast. It was still, it was still sort of quite a high clean out, he ended up just going straight to head. And then your second one, he's already on a yellow card, and the guy was sort of stationary, getting tackled from below, and he's just flying in and taking his head off with a shoulder. 
just uh, absolutely diabolical. I know. Yeah, the first one definitely yellow, like it. It was direct contact to the head. You, you kind of have to. And like, but like you say, fuck, second one. Like, what an idiot. He's been on the field for 10 minutes since he's been back. And he's just got another high tackle. Yeah. Jeez Louise. They, um, they definitely, they definitely missed a pont and, um, mm. they're still missing and to make a little bit at 10 as well. So, yeah. um, but you just can't get rolled like that in the Six Nations first game at home. Well, no, uh, was it? Albeit, it wasn't at the, yeah, it wasn't at the Stade de France. It was in um, Marseille, but you can't get rolled. They got five tries to two. That's a high. Ireland, Ireland's biggest ever win in France, I believe. Against which isn't surprising because you'd think the French, French, that French team have how they've been. You'd expect them to be. They hadn't lost a game at home until that loss to South Africa in like two or three years. And now they've lost back to back, just like that. Yeah, definitely missing Dupont. I mean, it's freakish. Like since being over here, watching a bit more of uh, the French footy and whatnot. Fuck that guy's good. Like he just, he just does everything. Yeah, he's outstanding. He's not, a, he's not a normal halfback at all. He's so good. He's an outstanding player. But yeah, takeaways from that game is that. Um, from that game that Doris at eight, he's going to be a hell of, he's going to, he's just so dominant. Um, McCarthy on debut on the locks, he was pretty good. He came in for, um, what's his name? Ian, oh, I forgot his last name. Anyway, he plays for Ulster and they were, we were in Ireland and there was, a, um, staying at a dorm where George worked and people up north in the Ulster region, uh, were a bit upset that there was no Ulster men in the Irish team, but, um, I was Ian Henderson, he came in for him. Um, and then Bundy Ake was solid. And then um, Nash on the debut was pretty tidy. And then the French were just like, they just got folded. Yeah, Irish look on early doors, but Irish look on track for a repeat grand slam, to be honest. That'll be it. Yeah, the big thing is they play Scotland. They play Scotland. Um, and Scotland haven't won the Six Nations since 1999. Um, yeah. But they play Scotland at home in Ireland in the last round. Mm. And England plays Scotland at Murrayfield for the Kolkata. And the way Scotland have been tracking the last couple of years, you'd think they'd retain that. So um, if Scotland got up over France, that would make things yeah. exciting, I think. But the way it stands, unless... Unless Ireland dropped two and one of them mm. horrific, like a horrific loss, which I can't see happening. They're going to, they're going to waltz in for a Six Nations, let alone a Grand Slam. Well, they can take us into the, into the Scotland way with game. Cause fuck me. First half of Scots were, they were so good, man. Finn Russell, <sighs> the messy, messy of rugby. Fuck. He looks good. Like. He's so oh, he's just so resilient, man, but he's so sharp at the moment. And then Duan Van der Moer, that man was fucking. That man is freakish too. The the second try that he scored early in the first half was out of the gate. Yeah. He's so yeah, he's, he's so big and he just absolutely stands up. I think it's oh, I was the reserve nine for Wales, I can't remember his name, but fuck it, just stood him up, burnt him on the outside. 
Um, they're a deadly duo, those two. Yeah, yeah. The um, Scots discipline, they... Well, I've been watching that Six Nations doco, actually. I haven't actually got through too much of it. I think I've only watched maybe one, maybe two episodes, but... Um, they were saying uh, last year was first time Scotland had beaten a Warren Gatlin coach Welsh team um, and that was at Murrayfield and then now they've gone to they've won they've won their first ever game against the Warren Gatlin coach Welsh team in Wales um, yeah, was it, it was the first quite a big, big win in, in 22 years as well right right yeah, so well they did the best to try and uh, not win going up 27-0 and then holding on for 27-26 yeah, and their um, discipline. There's two yellow cars in the second half, just derailed them, and then, um, yeah, but they did get they did get held up on full time, um, for a try, mm. Scotland. So, ah, uh, that would have done them sort of wonders, keeping Wales out of getting a bonus point. But I don't know if the Welsh will trouble too much of either Ireland or Scotland at this stage up the top. Yeah, they don't. They don't look very sharp, really. To be honest, I mean, credit to them for coming back. Like that's a, that's a good ticket. Um, but you're like, they're not really much of a threat, to be honest. Are they? Would be. It would, yeah. Must be a little bit concerning for the Scots, knowing like I, I know they had two yellows, but um, like it, like you say, they just absolutely derailed after two yellows, and and they've just leaked twenty six points. I think all in all in the period of when they might have been one trial when they were back to fifteen, but I know most of those points came when they were down to fourteen men. Like that has to be a little bit concerning, I'd say. Um, yeah, that's part of it. Um, what about that? What about the last game? You were at England, Italy. Yeah, that was a um, <clears throat> hell of an experience. Actually, it was it was quite cool. It, um, Stadium Olimpico, I believe, in Rome, um, and that was the uh, the Italians actually played bloody well. Had a real good first half, scored two unreal tries. Just like they sort of got their own Italian flair now. Um, and well, yeah, they scored they scored tries from like I think first one was about thirty odd out, sort of line break, and the second one I think might have even been like forty fifty out. Um, just cut up through the middle of the English but uh, second half English sort of choked them just kicked a few penalties classic English footy dominated possession uh, territory that, that's what fucked the Italians actually they couldn't exit bro they score points and then the nine like it was like he's trying to do contestable box kicks in his own 22 and they're going like 10 metres English are winning it back and then a uh, a thirty a thirty meters out, hot on hot on the Italians, and that that's literally what killed the Italians. Mm. Every time they scored, the English would score back. So, but um, that's yeah, that's we look sharp to be honest. What was the um stadium like? Uh, it wasn't bad. Like it's sort of it's like a Westpac sort of set up in a oval shape, but not quite as far away from the ground. Um. But it was a good atmosphere. The crowd was good. The crowd was loud, singing along and stuff. Um, 
classic classic Europe. Was Europe. it? Was it um, sold out? No, I don't think it was, but there must have been a good forty in the high forties, I think. Yeah, that one. Oh yeah, that's that's crowd. Probably similar to the Munster game, yeah, forty fifty maybe. But it was good, and then we got to um, a couple of the boys that I was with. No, one of their good friends made his debut. Uh, he was number twenty for Italy. Can't, I don't know quite how to pronounce his name, so I'm not going to try. Um, all I know is that they call him Zaza. Um, but they got a few wristbands to go to the aftermatch afterwards. So we, we managed to whip in there and um, see all the all the Italian boys and then all the English boys came through. So that was that was pretty cool. See, see a few of those lads. Did you talk to anyone? No, I didn't actually. I didn't. I didn't want to bother them. You know, I thought the last thing, if I was a player, sort the last thing I want would be some some random Kiwi follower just coming up and trying to fucking spin a yarn off me, sort of thing. So I, I just let the boys be. You've got a British passport though, so like you're one, you're one of the breathers. You could have just gone up to the lads and. Slept in there. Hey, I could have. Yeah, I could have. I just, I chose not to. I chose not to. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and I guess we haven't really touched on it, but you're um, had the ability to go to that game in Italy because you um, are now playing footy in Italy. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Abandoned your young monster side, left them in the darkness, and uh, jumped on a plane to Europe. Um, Mr. Krabs strikes again. Um, money, 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 money. Talk us through why you're in Italy. Let's <laughs> start off with Mr. Krabs nonsense, anyway. But, um, Basically, it was just obviously, yep, playing for Young Munster and not getting anything there at all uh, from financial benefit. Um, and it was always the always the agreement with the coach was that if I got a a deal that would be sort of full time, that I would be they would be happy for me just to go. Um, and I wasn't actually actively looking at all. Um, I was planning to play out the rest of the season there, and then my manager just messaged me and said, oh, there's a team in Italy that are keen to get you over. It's, it's full-time for you, blah, blah, blah. Um, like, if you can, I'll push for it. And that was on, like, the Friday, and then I woke up on the Monday um, with the contract in my email, so I was like, shit, had to sort out the visa and stuff, and then, yeah, shot over, and I've been here for just over two weeks now. But, um, all right, it's all good. It's good. It's nice, but nicer. And did you get to say goodbye to all your um, teammates, a young master, before you left? I did actually, and we we uh we got a win on my last game, which was which was nice. So we got we got a dub and um, just had a nice week, quiet goodbye with the fellas. So it was good. There were some good characters in that team, actually, some good fellas, good good mates, you know. But no doubt, I'll have to, I'll have to pop over and say good day again. Um, but yeah, it is it's definitely a different experience over here. Obviously, I'm in, I'm in a place called Calvasano, which is for like an hour from Milan, so northern Italy. 
um, very, very small town. I think only about 10,000 people here. So as you would expect, probably in a small place, not a lot of English going around. Um, so yeah, a few of the boys speak English, but it's not, no one's really fluent. So I'm sort of in your boat, Dickie. Mm. I'm living sort of experience what you've had to experience. Well, over here they do speak. Over here they do speak fluent English. Um, they're just racist and they don't like people who speak English. So they, they choose not to speak English. They just choose not to like people who speak English. Um, they'll speak. They'll speak English for the chance to do business with people who speak English. So. Um, sort of Dutch, they're always keen on a bit of coin and they're pretty pretty cheap. So if there's money on the line, they'll speak English and put on a bit of charm. But if you are just in the country uh, trying to make, make ends meet, um, they won't like you really. But that's just my personal experience. Um, I'm sure others have had better experiences, but you'll find out more tomorrow. I think I've got my day of the life um, tomorrow, so... That'll be interesting for all involved. Yeah, that'll be that'll be entertaining. It'll be good, I think. It'll be good. It'll be very good. <clears throat> but yeah, I'm just I'm just here till May June, depending on how long the season goes for. Um, yeah, playing for Rugby Kawasano, who we're actually they used to be in the there was a comp called the Top Ten, which was like sort of the top Italian comp bar uh, Benetton. And Zebra, they're obviously in the URC. Um, and they're up there, they've been up, up in that comp for a few, oh, this is the first year they haven't been in the comp. And that was, uh, they chose to step away, I believe. I don't know the exact reasons, but they weren't relegated. Um, just trying to rebuild, I believe. <coughs> um, so yeah, we're in the comp below. And then, yeah, we've got 10 games, 10 more games left until playoffs, I believe. And we're sitting in fourth, I think, so. Nice. Pretty good. Be nice, yeah. Tidy. Let's see what happens after that. Well, I'm sure good things will come from it, hopefully. Um, yeah. But yeah, to you, we have to. Did you do your day in a life today? Did you? In Italy? I did. So, so people will be able to uh, will be able to see what I get up to. It was a bit different. We train at night still because not all the boys are like full time sort of thing. So I have a bit of free time during the day and then training at night. But it's, uh, it's all good. Pretty chill. Beauty. Cruisy. Yeah. Beauty. Well, yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to sharing my um, day in the life of a Dutch courier driver tomorrow. Um, It'll be exciting. It'll be very exciting. Viewing. It will be. It will be outstanding. I think everyone will be looking forward to it. Uh, all good on that. Well, we've got a guest next week, don't we, for wrap-up. Um, we've got um, a man by the, the name of Shane O'Leary, is that correct? That is correct, yeah. So that that episode will be out in, in a couple of weeks or so, but um, yeah, it'll be nice to have him on. Played with him with uh, Young Munster, and he's currently playing for the one of the new MLR teams, the Miami Sharks. So um, he's living the good life in Miami. Oh, beauty. But, um, Bit of a journeyman he's been. Oh, that'll be bloody. Um, it'll be good to have a yarn with. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. That'll be a good yarn. Hear about the uh, the streets of Miami, shall we say, next next time we're on. 
No, exactly. Right, too good, fella. Too easy, mate. Catch you later. Look after yourself. See you. Bye-bye.